Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. No, you see, too many times folks want to be seen and heard. They want to sing a special song, maybe they couldn't sing a lick in the road. You ought to thank God they didn't ask you, I'd get embarrassed. I notice they never do ask me to sing. Of course, if anybody ever heard me, you'd understand. I don't sing unless everybody else is, and I, then I do just what the Bible said, make a joyful noise. Amen. I even took voice lessons one time. The voice teacher said to me, I've been teaching, I think he said, voice 39 years. I never have told anybody. Till now, if I was you, I believe I'd quit. <laughs> Amen. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, A Fresh Anointing by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. I remember another place I was preaching, here's a man too, he's old enough to be my daddy. I mean, he's a leader in the movement. I just kept plowing. I knew I was plowing his field crossways. Finally, he jumped his feet. I didn't know whether he was going to stop me or throw me out or what he was going to do. He said, folks... I want everybody to know I've been wrong. Brother Higgins plowed me under. <laughs> He's right. He's right. This other pastor said, the very idea, the very idea of calling people out, you know, and telling them they got a hernia or a rupture. Why don't you know that, uh, that God would heal them differently, you know? So that very night, that very night, here was a man, he told me, that he is, a, he is the finest Christian that he had ever seen. Man, 80 some odd years of age. And this man that was talking to me is 50 some odd. He had pastored for about 35 years. And this man is the finest Christian. And I just pointed to him. That's one way, one way I plowed him under. That's, I just pointed to that older gentleman because I didn't know him other than the pastor introduced me to him. And I said, the Lord shows me you have a double hernia. You've been operated on twice and it broke out again. You have a double rupture. If I'm wrong, say so. No, he said, you're right. I said, he told me to come down here and I'd lay hands on you and both of them would disappear instantly. And they did. And I remember this pastor who was so against all that. He got up the next night and told his guy, I said, folks, listen to me. I want, I want you to hear me. I've been wrong. Brother Hagin's right. If he calls you out, you just come trotting down here. And if he calls me out, I'll just come trotting down here. But now you think that's easy? No, no, no. But you got to maintain the glow. I said, you got to maintain the glow. Amen. You got to be fervent in the spirit. Amen. Praise God. And if you do, you're going to, no matter what happened, no matter what the circumstances are, you've got a song. Hallelujah. Now, Let's notice the second mark. Notice this. Giving thanks always for a few things, if it suits you. All things under God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you see, you're not thanking God for what the devil's doing, but in the midst of it, you can thank God for his goodness. You can thank God that this is another opportunity to believe him. This is another opportunity to exercise my faith. This is another opportunity to believe God. Now notice that. 
second mark is full of thanksgiving and praise. Number one, full of song, singing. Number two, full of thanksgiving and praise. Giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Nowhere in the Bible do I find that God tells Christian people to grumble and gripe and complain and fuss. No, he tells them to give thanks. Yeah, but they don't ever recognize me. Well, thank God for it. They never even asked me to sing a special song. Well, thank God for it. They never even asked me to serve as an usher. Well, thank God for it. Amen. Giving thanks for all things. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't shout me down now because I'm preaching real good. No, you see, too many times folks want to be seen and heard. They want to sing a special song. Maybe they couldn't sing a lick in the road. You ought to thank God they didn't ask you. I'll get embarrassed. I notice they never do ask me to sing. Of course, if anybody ever heard me, you'd understand. I don't sing unless everybody else is, and I, then I do just what the Bible said, make a joyful noise. Amen. I even took voice lessons one time. The voice teacher said to me, I've been teaching, I think he said, voice 39 years. I never have told anybody till now. If I was you, I believe I'd quit. <laughs> Amen. That's about the only thing you'll ever hear me say I can't do. I just can't sing. Well, they don't ever ask me to do anything. Well, thank God for it. No matter what happens, maintain a thankful attitude. Can you say amen? amen. I'm going to praise God regardless. I've said for a good many years, if they tell on me that I killed my grandma, I'm not even going to take time to deny it. I'm just going to say praise the Lord and go on worshiping God. I remember we were holding a crusade in California, oh, what was it, about four years ago, and Ken called and said our house had been burglarized. The first thing I said was, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen, that's exactly right. That's the first thing I said. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, other than a few things that's sentimental value to you that you'd hate to lose and not get back, as far as things are concerned, you know, I knew I'd get more, probably twice as much. Amen. I'm not going to let anything steal my joy. Amen. I just refuse to do it. Praise God. And I'm going to praise God whether I feel like it or not. The Bible talks about offering up the sacrifice of praise. Amen. But you know one thing about it, you stay filled with the Holy Ghost and it's the easiest thing in the world, just automatic. Now then notice this, that uh, he said in the next verse, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Submission indicates a broken and an humble spirit. 
It's easy when you're filled with the Spirit to submit to the other fellow. Some people believe in submission 100% as long as the other fellow submits to me. But the Bible said submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Now notice that, submitting yourselves one to another. He's talking about Christians. He's talking about believers. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, that's easy to do. When you're maintaining the glow, you're not so hard to get along with. Submitting means giving in to one another. Some people said, well, I've got got my say-so and I'm going to have it. Might be better if you just keep your mouth shut sometimes, not say anything, even if you do have your say-so. Amen. And you know, you can read the next verse there when it said, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now that's the same expression in use, using in us submitting ourselves to one another. Now what do you mean? He's talking about giving in to one another. He's not talking about ruling over one another. He's not talking about the husband, you know, ruling over his wife with a iron fist, so to speak, any more than he's talking about us submitting to one another and one another ruling over one another. He's talking about us getting along with one another. Amen? He's talking about us being teachable. I've said for years, you've heard me say it, you, particularly you students and, and those who come to school and gra- alumni and graduates and so on and so forth, I'm, among other ministries, I'm a teacher. That's one of my gifts. I said I wouldn't listen to a teacher that wasn't willing to be taught. We need to, all of us need to maintain a teachable spirit. Amen. I'm always willing to learn. I don't like that kind of a know-it-all spirit. I'm right and everybody else is wrong. You can't tell me anything. Well, I'll tell you, you're liable to wind up dead prematurely because God may have a message for you. I remember one time the Lord sent me to a certain church and again, I said, Lord, I don't want to go there. He said, I want you to go. I said, why do you want me to go? He said, that pastor's going to die and he's only 43 years old. He's not old enough to die. And if he'll listen to you, if he'll be in those morning teaching classes and listen to you as you teach the word, and we'll, we'll put it into practice. He'll not die. He'll live. So I went. Well, he's busy. You know we can be too busy. And by the same token, not be teachable. Because we're too busy. We haven't got time to listen. He's busy. He's got a daily radio program. He's building a new church. He never come to, in his church, to, and he invited me to come. Not to one single day service. Not to one single service. And finally his wife said to me, Brother Hagin, uh, talk to my husband. Think about that. Talk to the pastor and see if you can get him to come to these day services. Isn't that strange? Talk to a pastor and see if you can get him to come to his own services. I'm not just there putting on a meeting. I'm there holding a meeting for him. Just the guest. Well, I kept after him, but he's so busy. We finally got over into the third week. And, and I asked her, I said, oh, why, why do you want to get him? Just see what's seen you into these services. She said, Brother Hagin, he's going to die. I said, how do you know he's going to die? 
He's only 42 years old, not old enough to die. She said, I, I can't tell you how I know it, just know it on the inside, just an inward conviction. Then I told her what the Lord told me. I mean, the word of the Lord came unto me saying. She said, That's, it's right, and I know it don't have to happen. She said, you know, we're both ordained ministers. We, we never would listen to anybody else. Through all of these years, we just thought we know as much as anybody. We never would listen to anybody else. That's not submitting one to another. That, that's not having a teachable spirit. Talk to him. Talk to him. Didn't do any good. Finally, we went out to eat on Wednesday after morning service, or the third week. We don't have but two more day services. We've already had 13, you see, three weeks. This is the third week. We only had 13 hours of teaching that he missed on the subject of faith and healing. And so we went out and we were sitting here in the restaurant eating. And I began to talk to him, you know. I thought, well, if I can get him into two services, maybe I can get something in him. And finally, I just got down to the nitty gritty. Got desperate. I said to him, just blurted out loud. I said to him, did you know you're going to die? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer, the three-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, A Fresh Anointing, for just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And then March the 31st through April the 3rd, we're going to be up in uh, Topeka, Kansas, Kansas at yes. Light of the World Christian Fellowship with uh, Pastors Greg and Debbie Varney. Yes. Hey, come on out and be with us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan of Fresh Anointing. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.